Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Haley, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Dan. I am refreshed and ready for the long descent into fall and winter. I had an amazing Labor Day weekend. Yeah, your I big was... farewell to summer, oh, as yeah, you I... called it. Yep. We had summer's funeral. Oh, my god! Did it, bid it goodbye. No, I spent time at the lake with family. I got sunburned, swam a lot, played with the kids. Then I came home. I did car repairs on Labor Day. So productive. I was brilliant. I was like a superhero. Yeah, you came in pretty proud on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But exhausted. But still, now, after just that initial getting a little bit of sympathy and having you, you know, be amazed at my abilities, that pumped me back up and I'm ready for everything that's ahead. You, on the other hand. Terrible weekend. Yeah, well. (laughs) <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about that. Nobody wants to hear about my good weekend. They want to hear what good stuff we've got in store. Yes. And I really don't know what we've got. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. How do you even describe what we're going to do? It's beyond description. Well, okay. So we're talking about DIY and the concept of doing things yourself and why people maybe don't do repairs themselves why they why should, how should. you can do it. Right. I guess it's not beyond description. Mine sounded better when Haley kind of lays it out. It sounds boring, but it's going to be fun. And well, I mean, that's not a criticism, Haley. It's just your way. If you'd just had a better, my way. If you'd have had a better weekend. You're just boring. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> You've got other skills. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll find them. Anyway, <laughs> anyway we're going to talk about that. It's really fun and I don't even know what else to say about it. We'll get to that. Yeah. Right now, let's talk about a question that I received online at RepcoLite.com. We get questions from time to time. This one comes up all the time. Yeah, it's probably the most popular question. Yeah, I had a customer wondering if we will recycle or dispose of latex paint. Right. That was the first part of the question. And we do. Yes, that's the part of the question that I read for content and understanding. The second part of the question I missed initially yeah, it kind of tripped you up, and you gave actually misinformation. I did. I corrected that, but I did give misinformation. And so we want to get the information out there for everybody because we learned something, yes. and I'm sure this is going to impact, I, I would bet, almost every home. Oh, yeah. Could potentially be I impacted. didn't know about this, so. So anyway, the question was this. I've got water-based paint at home. Some of it's good. Some of it's bad. I need to dispose of it. I also have some aerosol cans that I need to dispose of. Right. Now, that was the part that tripped me up a little bit. There's more to it than I thought. Let's deal with the water-based paint first. Right. This person brought their paint to Dude, Kent the County, Ottawa waste. County. Right, the, yeah. the hazardous waste place. And they said, nope, not going to do it. Because it's not actually hazardous. Right. It's water-based product. Right. They won't take it back. Now, you've got multiple ways that you can dispose of water-based product. You can do it yourself. We True. sell a paint hardener. Yeah, it's just a little packet, like little granules in there. Dump it, and it looks like sand. Stir it up, and eventually... It'll harden over time. Yeah, pretty fast. Yeah. It's actually really fun. It's kind of like a little super science trick. The more of it you add, the quicker it will congeal. Something to do with the kids. Yes. Yes. Let's dispose science. of the paint for the other children. <laughs> anyway, we've got that available. That's pretty cool. You can also pour the paint out into kitty litter or sawdust or something like that. Exactly. The idea is just that you want to dry the paint out. It just can't be wet when you put it in your garbage. Right. So you can take care of that yourself. Sometimes people will just pop the lid off. I read that online all the time. It seems like you just put it on the shelf. Well, it would take forever. What can what will often happen is you'll get that heavy skin on the top, that Mm -hmm. thick skin. Yeah. But it still stays wet in the middle, and that can be a problem. 
Or you get an animal or a small child, like a cat. Yes. Or a small child. Those don't need to be compared. You know what that is. They will knock them off the shelf because they're clumsy or they're curious or both, right? Then you got a mess. So that, I really don't like yeah. to leave the lid off. Things. That, that seems one. like, yeah, a lot of mess waiting to happen. That's how you can take care of that yourself. That's latex paint, and that's any paint, really. You can harden that up and throw it away, even oil-based stuff. But if you wanted to recycle that latex paint, all you really have to do is make sure that it's in its original container. doesn't matter whether it's good or bad. Uh, take it to Repcolite. We charge $3 per can, and we'll either recycle it, you know, it makes new paint, or we'll properly dispose of it for you. Right. So really straight up and easy, that's taking care of water-based paint. Now, like, like we said, a lot of people ask that question. The new part of this question was the aerosol cans. Yes. And I went and started digging a little bit to try to get the answer. And I found on the Kent County uh, Hazardous Waste Disposal site, they had all the different things they'll take back. And one of those things is aerosol cans. They'll take those back. So I let the customer know you can bring them back there. Well, it turns out Haley did a little more digging. Yes. If you go a couple more clicks into the website. It's never my way, Haley. (laughs) You find out that you actually have to make sure that those cans are empty before you bring them to the hazardous waste disposal. So essentially, they're disposing or recycling the metal can. They're not doing anything with the liquid inside. Yeah. So if you've got a bunch of full aerosol cans at home or half full or whatever, you've got to figure out a way to get that product out of there. And... You know, there's all kinds of different ways to do that. And you look online and, and generally you'll find the good answers. Some it, of them are really dangerous, some though. Some of them are really dangerous and really dumb. You yes. Know, one, one recycling website said you just get a little rag in front of your, you know, hold it a few inches away from the nozzle or the spray tip. And, and empty the can. Empty the can. <laughs> that will catch up. No, that's going to be a mess everywhere. I mean, I mean, sense. maybe if you've got a couple little drops in there, it's fine. But most of the time you're... Sitting with half a can of something. Oh, yeah. So what do you do? Well, we found a a way that we think is really safe that we can talk about on air. Yes. Because there's other ways that we could do this, but they're a little more dicey, and I don't want to go I don't want to be responsible for that. Right, right. So this one's a really safe way to go, but it's not the fastest. But what you need is a quick clamp. That's the big tool that's going to make this as super easy as possible. Yep. They're like those little plastic clamps that you just pull the trigger on, and it quickly... Tightens down. Right. It, you, most likely everybody's got one or two of these at home. You may need to get one big enough to hold the spray can. But if you don't know exactly what we're talking about, go to the show notes and you'll see a picture for a quick clamp. And you'll say, oh, yeah, that. I should have known right off the bat. Anyway, get a quick clamp. You take the spray can and go outside somewhere. Yes, that's right? important. Do not do this in your kitchen. But you take the spray can, you flip it upside down. So you're holding it upside down and you put it into the clamp that way. Now you're getting one end of the clamp, of course, on the bottom right, of, of the, the spray can. can. And you're slowly triggering it down until the nozzle, which is being pressed against the other end of the clamp, starts to release. spray out and release yep. the propellant. Now it, it may release a little bit of paint or a little bit of product inside, but it's not going to be much. Most of it's going to be the propellant coming out. The idea is that because it's upside down, you're just emptying the pressure of the can, that propellant. You're not actually disposing the paint when it's upside down. So that part, it's really key. (laughs) Now, it will take a long time. So I took mine, and I actually stuck the quick clamp into the ground. Yeah. Just kind of pushed the metal edge, the metal bar that the clamps slide on right into the ground. It held the can upside down perfectly, and I could walk away. Come up with your own method. Some people will put them in a vise. Sure. That's going to be inside somewhere. So yeah, you got to make sure you're ventilating. 
ventilate, ventilate, ventilate. But you let this go. It may take five, ten minutes or so. Yeah. I would just uh, walk away. You yeah, know, I did. Else. I walked away. I did other things. And eventually you'll come back and it will no longer be spraying out any propellant. Right. You can't hear the hiss at all. Right. You can't hear the hiss. Once that's done, you're good to go. You take that can out of that quick clamp and using an awl or something, an AWL yes. or something it's like, like a that. little metal spike. Pop a hole in the bottom of the can and make that hole a little bit bigger. It's not going to have any pressure inside anymore or there may be a little bit. But, but it's not going to be much. Not enough for an explosion. Not enough for anything <laughs> scary. And then you can pour that paint out or that product out into a box lined with plastic and sawdust, plastic and kitty litter, something like that. I put a garbage bag in a cardboard box with a bunch of sawdust and right. dumped the spray cans into there. Again, once that material is dry. Right, exactly. I the can, idea is that it has to be dry. I can throw that away and then I can recycle my cans appropriately. So a little more involved than just dumping your spray cans at the waste disposal. Yes, yes. I clarified with my customer. I, <laughs> what I read, I'm sure other people have run into this. Oh, yeah. Looks like it's fine. There's Absolutely. no links to it. You had to find it by just being obstinate because you wanted to prove me wrong. And that's fine. I appreciate it because now it we It comes in handy. You I know? really was wrong. I can be proved wrong. Yeah. Yep, there you go. It can happen. I can make mistakes. Anyway, we'll put links in the show notes or information in the show notes if you want to see exactly what we're talking about. But that's a good way to get those cans cleaned up, get your shelves cleaned off. Yeah. Looking ahead. Just for... make sure that it's depressure. I just want to put this really clearly at the end. Well, you yes. have to make sure that the can is completely depressurized before you're popping a hole in it to drain it. Yes. Or else it will explode. It will, it will because honestly, where we, we watched a bunch of videos, we dug into it a lot, and a, a couple of people still, even with this method, posting all kinds of comments on yeah. YouTube saying that the can just blew up in their kitchen and sprayed all over the place. They didn't get the propellant out. You've got to make sure the propellant's out. If, and they didn't do it outside, so they broke two of the rules. If you trigger it in the quick clamp and nothing happens... But you know there's product in there. You might want to assume your nozzle is plugged. Right. Then you're on your own. You're going to have to solve that one a different way. Don't pop a hole in that can. No. Until you're sure that the propellant's out. Is that good? No, Did we cover that's it? That's good. Did I we feel, cover it safely? I feel confident about that information now. All right. Good deal. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be digging into DIY projects. If you think you're not good enough to tackle them and you've avoided things in the past, repairing things around your home. All you have to remember is that Dan does it all the time. <laughs> Right there. If he can do it, anybody can. We'll talk more about that in just a minute. Stay tuned. Well, Haley, thanks for nothing. Um, we got all done with our first segment. <laughs> and every time we start the show, there's always that that pause of trying to figure out how do you start the show? What do we start with? Is mm -hmm. there anything fun that happened? And we go through that big conversation. Did you do anything fun this weekend? No, this or that. And so we went with Labor Day, yes. right? Then we get all done with that, and Haley says, oh, this is my birthday episode. When's your birthday? <laughs> September 9th. So Today, today yes. is your birthday. <laughs> and you didn't even think to I leave just with didn't that. even think to, yeah. So now I, I've criticized you in jest, but criticized you on your birthday, which makes me yes. feel smaller than I already usually feel. <laughs> so thanks a lot. You're welcome. Yeah. Any way you can help, you know. Yeah. So happy birthday, Haley. I, I would sing, but I don't, don't think neither one of us, either yeah. one of us want that. Nobody <laughs> out there wants that. Everybody's <laughs> screaming at the radio. Please, no. Not going to sing. Let's talk about DIY stuff. We talk about it all the time. And honestly, this is one of those topics that 
you know, sometimes I feel bad talking about it again because it feels like it's perennially coming out of our mouth. I just feel like it's so valuable and I feel like it has to be said over and over again, honestly. I think so. And what we're talking about isn't just specific DIY projects. It's more just trying to amp people up, get you excited and confident to tackle DIY repairs. Because exactly. every time I do, I co- and, and I did this past weekend, I did some car repairs. And these were repairs that were kind of hanging over my head a little bit. They were making me nervous because I didn't want to spend the money. Yeah, I didn't totally. know how I was going to get the car into the shop because they're busy. Right. I know so that. then you've got to wait to have this cart done and you've got to be able to drive still. So how do you All do that? All of that is hanging over my head. And I ended up having a little bit of spare time on Monday, Labor Day, did a little Googling, saw what the project was like, ended up within two hours of starting to watch a video. I had acquired the parts that I needed and had them in the car and fixed. Yeah, that's really over. impressive. I was so happy. It cost me 100 bucks instead of 300 bucks. He won't stop talking about and it. And it makes <laughs> me want to talk about it more and more because I am not a car person. Right. I am not confident in some of those things. And yet I was able to pull it off with very few problems. No, you feel like a superhuman after you do something like that. I remember the first time I did car repairs myself and not a car person. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never even changed a tire before I had done this. And I replaced my brakes and routers all yeah, by that's myself. Bold. Yeah. I was I did not have the money for the repair. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you get forced into these yeah. things sometimes, right? Budgets will force yeah. you into stuff. So let's talk about that. There's a lot of things we're gonna tackle. We're gonna talk about some of the main reasons that people don't and how you can work through those things. But let's start with why should you start tackling more DIY repairs? Why should you power through that initial nervousness if you've got it? Well, I mean, the first one we just said, you feel so good about it afterwards. You have oh, that's such the pride. first one for, I, for me, like, I mean, we just said it, you know? You just feel amazing. Like, all you want to do is brag and, like, send pictures to your friend or yeah. whoever. Like, look what I just did. Completely get that. I sent pictures around of a car. Side of the car with a Can't side of the was and, done. Yeah, right. It was just ridiculous. And I was bragging it up. My first one is that I, I save money. Yeah. I mean, huge amounts of money. So you can save money. You can save time yes. waiting for repairs. Like I mentioned with the car, I've already asked, you know, because I've got this issue. When can you get it in? Okay, it'll be a couple weeks. We can get you on the schedule. Well, I think that's kind of the opposite of what people might have in their mind before going into a project like that is that I just don't have the time. And so we're going to tackle have, that. Yeah, someone else do it. Yeah, that's a, a big uh, obstacle. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a false one. Right. So you can save time waiting for repairs. That's another big one. A build a sense of accomplishment, like Haley's talking about. You've got bragging rights. Right. You've got all of that. But you also feel more confident to do other things in the future. That, I think, is another one of the biggest ones, is that you power through some of these projects that you weren't sure of. Yeah. And I don't know how your brakes and rotor replacement went. I know when I did some big stuff, it was not flawless. Like when I did my brakes and rotors, I ended up over-tightening the lug nuts, one of them, and I snapped one off. And literally, dad's helping me at that point. I just think this is hilarious. It's so my dad. This is how his brain works. People think this was a joke. He was dead serious. I snapped it off, and I said, oh, my goodness. And dad says, you got five of them. (laughs) You got four that are working. What's the big deal? So he was ready to leave it. He wanted to be done. I had to get that. Not a big deal. It was, you know, not flawless. It, It was... Mine was in some flawless. I mean, I did get an oil stain on the driveway, so maybe not flawless. But, I mean, 
even, I survived. Even with the flaws, <laughs> even with the struggles, you, you emerge so confident to yes. tackle the next thing. And what you find is you can accomplish that one too. You've mm-hmm. just got to power through. You don't have to start at the top of the mountain. I didn't start doing brakes and rotors like Haley did. I started small. But start somewhere. It, yeah. it builds that confidence and gets you moving. So there's all of that. And just learning new skills. I think that's something to be – there's something to be said for that. It's well, just having that extra ability that you've got kind of tucked away. It's fun to look at something and kind of understand how it works too. You know, once you start taking things apart, it's intimidating because you're not sure if you're going to be able to put it back together again. Mm-hmm. But you do walk away with a greater understanding of, you know, an appliance or a car or whatever it is in your home. Right. So all of that's really good. Now let's talk about some of the reasons why we don't tackle these repairs around the house. Yeah. And then the rebuttals to those. And we don't have a lot of time on this segment. So let's not go in order, Haley. Let's actually start with the one that you already touched on. Yeah. Is, you know, one of the reasons we don't jump into some of these projects is we tell ourselves, I don't have the time. Yeah. Now, sometimes I really think that that is 100% true. And I think it's really important to assess that and well, be aware of that because you had that with I did, yeah. the garbage disposal. Something that I would normally do myself, right? I just had a leak under the sink and I had a feeling that it was the garbage disposal. It's old, probably just needs to be replaced. I just, at this point, I was having my roof done. I have to have plaster repair done. We had mice. <laughs> I've got a baby. A brand new baby. Like, there's so many things going on. I This was just one bridge too far and I called the plumber to have it done and he was like you know you could really look on YouTube (laughs) he was telling me you shouldn't have called me I was like normally I would but I just I couldn't this time so that could be a hundred percent valid and it's really important to assess that and if that's you there's no problem with making that phone call right hiring somebody don't feel bad about that no it's okay you kind of did a little bit but it's it's just necessity you've got to get through the other stuff but really, a lot of the times, it's a false excuse. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't have time to dig into that, like car repair, let's say. that My window quit working. The motor quit working yeah. on one of the windows, and I don't have time to fix that. But somehow, I miraculously have time to wait two weeks right, for the window exactly. that's not working and yeah. get it into a shop. It's going to take them a day's worth of time. i got to find another vehicle to use. Or you're that's waiting not, a couple days for a plumber to come or whatever it is. None you of know? that's convenient either. Right. So tackling the project might not take the time that you think it's going to and waiting might not save you any time at all right. You know, by having it done. All right, that's the first obstacle. We're going to take a break. West Side listeners, you're going to get news and weather at the bottom of the hour. East Side listeners, you get a Repco Light Rewind. When we all get back together, we're going to tackle the rest of this list and really get you pumped up to tackle the projects around your home. That's just ahead. Stay tuned. When you're painting outside, you can control a lot of things, but you've really got nothing to say about the weather. And we all know how Michigan weather can turn on a dime. Well, with Benjamin Moore's new Element Guard exterior paint, you still can't control the weather, but you can give yourself a safety net. Element Guard can be applied in temperatures as low as 35 degrees, and it's rain and moisture resistant in just 60 minutes. Element Guard from Benjamin Moore. It's peace of mind for exterior work. Ask about it at Repcolite, Michigan's favorite source for Benjamin Moore. Learn more at Repcolite.com. There you go, Haley. A happy birthday song on the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore, which I think is the very first time this whole episode that I even announced the name of the show. <laughs> right? <laughs> you are such a good what host. A rookie radio. Oh, yeah. My what a, goodness. What a, what a blunder. But anyway, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. 
I'll say it multiple times just to make <laughs> just sure to I make up it. for it. Yeah, we one more time, Dan. A happy birthday song on the Repcolite Home Improvement <laughs> Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore for Haley. There we go. And it's your how old birthday? Or I am when... thirty-two. Okay, so you're still not at the age where you hide that age. No, I mean I'm sure some people start at thirty or something, but yeah, I'm not ashamed. Yeah, ashamed I'm fifty, and man, I ba- barely remember yesterday. So <laughs> none of these things phase me anymore. I mow the lawn in my underpants because, you know, once you get to a certain no, age, you just see, don't care you anymore. say things like that because now <laughs> On the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. Yeah. I don't mow the lawn in my underpants. Let's move on. We're talking about DIY repairs and why you should tackle some more projects. There's a lot of people who will tackle projects around the house and you feel really good about that and you've solved a lot of your problems. Right. You know how good that feels. Yeah. Maybe we're not talking to you. But we are talking to the people who just feel like, man, I can't do it. It's just something that's beyond me. We, we gave you all the reasons why you want to. You save money. You feel good. You learn new stuff. All of that. Or maybe you have some projects that you are willing to do and others that you are really intimidated by. You're not a car person, so you won't touch a car. Right. But I think we're saying, you know. Push the boundaries yeah. a little bit. And you have to know yourself. You, you right. need to look at things and figure out if that's something you can do or not do. You've got to be reasonable. Yes. You've got to be safe. But- I think a lot of us can tackle a lot of the projects that we've got looming over us that we normally would hire out. Absolutely. So we started at the end of the last segment talking about some of the reasons why we think people don't tackle things mm-hmm. and how maybe those reasons aren't entirely valid. You know, one of them, yes. the first one that we got to was that I don't have time. Right. And you brought up the point that sometimes you're waiting two weeks for a car to be repaired. Do you really have time to not have a car that entire time? Or even just figuring out how to get another car so somebody can get where they need to go. and yeah. all That's not convenient either. Right. So sometimes powering through on a weekend and taking the two hours that it might take exactly. is going to be way better. So that's one thing. That's the least of them, I think. Yes. I, my favorite one, the biggest one, is this excuse. I don't have the skills or the knowledge. I mean, really, at this point, I feel like it's a lame excuse when we have YouTube, (laughs) you know, like you can look up just about anything, any project that's out there, and there's going to be someone walking you through exactly how to do it. It's really, really, really an interesting time that we live in because we've had people on the show, old plumbers, Mm -hmm. and they talked about how they got into, you know, some DIY stuff a long time ago where they would get books. They had libraries of how-to books. You're going to the library, finding the right plumbing book. That's what they relied on. Right. That's what they had to do. And now we can just Google it. And you've got the answer. Instantly, you've got answers, or at least you've got something that's proposing to be an answer. Right. You do have to do your, you know, due diligence and wade through it, find what's good and what's not good. But really, usually, in a very short amount of time, you can find the information that you need. Yes. You know, and some of the my favorite videos are some where um, the people don't make a lot of cuts. You know, the video is long. I I watched one, for example, (laughs) the car that the car problem that we had is the window. Quit working. Sure. So it's stuck in the down position. The motor won't work to get it back up. So what are we going to do? You know, we got rain coming, things like that. Yeah, got, do bummer. I want to put cardboard in it or yeah. a big plastic bag? Right. And I find a video, and it's a 23-minute video. Wow. And my tendency was to want to skim through it. And I did through parts of it. But at one point, the guy was stuck trying to get the new motor back in. And he even said, literally, he said, I, I do these videos without cuts so that you can see this part. Yeah. Because everybody. No, that's really valuable. He's a mechanic. And he said, everybody, all of us run into these little trips where, 
you know, it's not exactly what we thought it was going to be or this part doesn't smoothly. And so when I got to the part that he was struggling with. Right. It gave me that little bit. You know, I knew extra because I watched how he worked around it. And he's exactly right. The same thing. And you're not feeling defeated in that moment. You know, I think that happens with just about every project. There's some point in the project where it's not happening as smoothly as we think it should. And really, it's a false narrative. Oh, man. Happens with painting all the time. People think that. You know, we're just constantly nailing it at right. home and we don't. No. Painting contractors, they're calling us with struggles. You know, this is happening. This is happening. What do I do about this? People who work with paint all the time yeah. can run into a new issue. There's answers to all of that. Exactly. You we can, can get, get through, through it. it. You just need to realize that it's not you being inadequate. Exactly. It's just it's how it works. Yeah. It always goes that way. The worst videos are the ones where it's so polished. Right. Because then you just like feel like... I can't do this at all. I yeah. shouldn't have even tried. Exactly. It's like the trick shots. Think about that. You see the videos where people making all these trick shots mm-hmm. and there's videos where they show just one shot boom, in and this and that and this and that. And then there's other videos that show the 400 yes. attempts. <laughs> That's real life. Yeah. That's what it is with these things. So check online. There's lots of knowledge out there, but also take advantage of the experts, the part supplier stores. Totally. Those people will you help know, you. All these local businesses that specialize in whatever their field is, whether it's paint like us or automotive or plumbing or electrical, go to those places and really use the people in those stores or businesses to help you get through this project. Let them know exactly what you're doing, what your experience level is. They're going to give you so much information to help that project go smoothly. And nobody's going to think you're dumb. No. They live for this stuff. Yes, exactly. I went looking for guitars, and I, I've just learned. I always don't want to look dumb. I mean, mm-hmm. who, who wants no. to look dumb? <laughs> Maybe someone. I wake up who in knows? the morning, and oh, man, if I can just look dumb today, I'm going to have a great day. But I would avoid asking a lot of questions because I was so afraid to look dumb. Yeah. And now I've learned to kind of embrace that, mm-hmm. and I just lead with, all right, in some instances, I'm an idiot, but I have this question. <laughs> and nobody laughs me out of the store, but I get great information. I've gotten great information from guitar stores who just, they love to tell me what they know. And then I leave knowing way more. Or part supply stores, I've gone mm-hmm. looking for oven parts and same Where thing. Where you're a lawnmower, right? Lawnmower things. Paint supplies, we are not going to laugh you out of the store. No, ask us all of your questions. This is the stuff that we're here for. And really, it makes our job more fun to be able to share our knowledge. Absolutely. So check with, you know, take advantage of the experts, friends and family who have done done the work already. They're more than happy, usually, to share that knowledge. Yes. You just got to make sure they let you hold the pliers from time to time so you can (laughs) see and do it. And, you know, so the knowledge is out there. You just have to look for it a little bit, but you can find it. As to the skills, because that's the second part of it, you know, knowledge and skills, I think we can all get there. It's just it does take time. Practice makes perfect. The more you do, the more confident you're going to be. Yep. All right. One other one that's a big obstacle. And for me, this is probably the biggest one. I tell myself I'm I'm not going to tackle that because I don't have the right tools. Mm. I don't even think about tackling it because I tell myself I don't have the right tools. Without even really looking into it. Absolutely. You know, I I think about automotive repairs. Yeah. I always assume there's a kajillion specialty tools that I need in order to make this work. You know, the pneumatic this and the pneumatic that or, you know, the things that go. (laughs) That thing. I'm so glad you had the opportunity to make that sound. I love making sound effects and I don't do enough of it. Anyway, I assume since I don't have those things, I can't tackle some of these things. But really, 
in reality, when I have done a lot of different little car repairs, mm-hmm. and I'm going to work you through my whole list real fast, or at least the highlights. So I have done everything from changing just the the lamps, the bulbs, sure. in my headlights, the taillights. So a nothing project, but yeah. I've done that. I've replaced the whole headlight you know, enclosure itself, right. the whole headlight and the whole taillight. Done that multiple times. Swapping out batteries. I've replaced the window regulator, you know, the motor that makes the window go up mm-hmm. and down, all the way up to doing my brakes and rotors. And I've done all of those things using the basic tools that I already had. Yeah. You know, wow. the jack in the car, the tire iron in the car. Sure, I could get better yes. items and better versions. And yes, there are things I could add. I should add a torque wrench Yes. to my bunch of tools. That's a nice thing to have around for sure. Yes, a torque wrench will prevent you from over-tightening something. Which you did. I am just so muscle-bound. <laughs> I mean, it's unreal. I have the power of a thousand men. And I always over-tighten everything. Torque wrench would help me. But I still could do it with the basic tools that I had. Yeah. You know, many of the appliances that I fixed, the dryer, the the, the oven, uh, there's a lot of different things that have gone wrong, refrigerators, mm-hmm. where I've made little fixes and I've done all of that with the tools I've had, screwdrivers and a little putty knife to pop little sure. uh, pressure yeah. clips and stuff like that. Basic, basic things. Really, what you need to do is just look online, watch some of these projects, and you realize you don't you probably need. have the tools. Yeah, exactly. You don't need all these really specialty things. And even when you do, if it is something that is just monument, I don't have this and I can't afford it, rent it, right? Like there are options still. Borrow it from a friend. Yeah. And, other, you know, the other thing to think about is if you're going to do more of this, purchasing it, some of these things yeah. might help. Like the torque wrench. I need to just get one that's 30 some bucks. I can get a decent one yeah. for what I'll use it for. Well, and even some of the bigger tools that you might think to rent, sometimes those rental fees are like half the cost of actually purchasing it. So sometimes mm-hmm. it, I do think it is worth it. Well, the prices might not be as out there as you think it is. Yes. For example, I found in, a li- yeah, I was trying to compile a list because I guess I should take one step back. In the show notes, we're going to have a list of like some recommended appliance tools. Here's what you want to amass for a toolkit over time. Right. And we'll put them in, you know, order of the most important all the way down. And I'll also do the same thing for automotive repairs, DIY automotive repairs. And in compiling that list, which I'll put in the show notes, you can check it out there. In compiling that list, I found that for... Let's, for 30 bucks you can buy one of these, but for 100 bucks you can get a good one. You can get a scanner, an OBD2 scanner for your car. Sounds like a little robot. Yes, it does. <laughs> OBD2, what does it say? <laughs> you know, all that kind of thing. No, the scanner for your car. The thing that it seems like, well, the car Like the car dealership uses to like yes. tell you what's wrong. Why did this light flash? What does this error code mean? You can get a scanner that you can use. It plugs, this. the one that I'm talking about is a blue driver. It's basically just this little plug. It plugs into the port in the car and then using a Bluetooth connection and a free phone app, really, it will read the codes on your car. It will provide you some diagnostic information. You know, this is what's going on. Here are some things to consider checking. Wow. Some things to repair, the most common repairs. It sometimes, depends on the, the issue that it finds, yeah. it can even link to videos showing you how to do the repair. What? It can clear the codes for you once you've made the repairs. A hundred bucks. Why doesn't have everyone it. have this? For 30 bucks, you can get one that will do a lot of those things. So I'm going to put links in the show notes. The bigger point that I'm trying to make is that some of these tools that you think are just beyond you right. are actually within your reach budget-wise. Yeah, I wouldn't have even thought. I didn't even know existed, that it was out there for people to just buy right. and have. And even if you're not going to use it tons... 
just that information and being able to figure out what's going on is so valuable and taking that information to the shop. Yeah. You know, the car. Well, it saves them time. Right. Saves them time, gives them information to work with right away. I'll put links in the show notes. Again, the information is out there and the tools are not that specialized in a lot of instances. Yeah. So don't let those things stop you. I think we're going to take a break right now. And in the last little bit that we've got, I think let's talk about how to get the best results. Some of the things that you can do. Sounds good. Sound good? All right. We'll be back in just a minute. Stick around. And we're back. You're listening to the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. It's Haley's birthday. She's 30-something. Two. 32. And having the time of her life, right? Best <laughs> yes. birthday ever. Best year ever. Best year ever and literally the best birthday. Do you have big plans for today? For today? Um, having some family well? over. Oh. And Jordan always, like surprises me with something so i've got high expectations surprises you with something good yeah like, like one year the car's broken or something <laughs> that's a surprise <laughs> not that kind of surprise that is a surprise but no they're always good okay one year i interrupted you we went horseback riding oh he made plans to do that one year he got a boat and we went around saga talk so okay you know well he's a really enough. good husband yeah that's enough of that there's a lot of people <laughs> who are squirming right now a lot of wives elbowing spouses saying, hey, this Jordan sounds pretty cool. Let's move on. We've been talking about DIY stuff, yeah. DIY projects, trying to give you confidence mm-hmm. or reasons to jump into projects. Inspiration. We talked about all the different reasons why it's really good to do this, yeah. you know, all the things that happen. We talked about some common objections, why people don't jump in. Right. We addressed all of those. If you missed them, you can find the podcast online at repcolite.com. Check it out. It's good stuff. Subscribe while you're Subscribe. there. Subscribe. Yes. Oh, you'll be so happy. It'll make your day. It's the best birthday present you could give Haley yeah. and yourself. Anyway, in this last little bit that we've got, let's talk about how you get the best results if you jump in or how to make sure that you have good results. I guess that's maybe the best way to say it. Because the first one yeah. is maybe don't jump into it, which completely <laughs> undercuts Everything we have previously said. Well, I just, you got to pause for a minute, right? You got to really look into what you're doing and know yourself, right? That's the phrase. That's really the key here because there's a lot of DIY people out there right now that are making a lot of work for contractors because they didn't know themselves and ended up creating more work instead of less. It's really hard to pin this one down, but there are people who just aren't confident. I'm not confident in a lot of things. And when I jump into it, I realize I can do it. I can right. move and through so these I things. feel like that first segment was for people like you, right? Like you can do this. There is the knowledge. Here are all the reasons you should. Right. But there are people who are like so crazy overconfident. Yes. And that's me in other other regards. And I jump into things that I have no business jumping into. Yeah. Or because I'm so confident, I blast through something and make mistakes along the way. Well, it's like a double-edged sword, you know, because we have this information so readily available. It is possible to do some of this ourselves, but it's also possible to make a ton of mistakes ourselves. And because, that's what you're seeing. You're yeah. looking into lots of articles that are have, have actually taken the DIY term and changed it to destroy it yourself. Right. Because lots of people <laughs> are making big mistakes. And we're talking wire, doing wiring, electrical wiring. Yeah, breaking not codes code and, and not getting permits for things. There's You've got to temper some of that confidence a little bit. Just meet us in the middle. Yes. We're not talking about jumping into all of those things right off right. the bat. Even doing the 
brakes and rotors on your car. Right. That's a yeah. big it's deal. A big we deal. mentioned that as the first one Haley did. Yeah, I was maybe, you know, on a the little side of overconfidence. <laughs> but start small and get moving with it. Know yourself. Know your limitations. If you're looking something over and it looks beyond you mm-hmm. and you're not comfortable doing it, then bring in some help. Get somebody to help you. Hire an expert to get it done. You don't want to jump into something and damage right. the appliance or whatever you're working on or, more importantly, hurt yourself or people around you. You know, you've got to use your own brain here. Yeah. We're just trying to say that there's a lot of little projects that you can tackle and a lot of us shy away because we're not confident or whatever, all the reasons we gave. Yeah. Know yourself. Know your limits. And that's the first step to getting really good results. It's one of the most important steps. Absolutely. I think another one is to troubleshoot the problem immediately. Take advantage of the Internet. You know, you can go to Google and I have found so many great answers by typing in ridiculous phrases. (laughs) Grand Prix, you know, car makes chunka chunka sound. Enter. 2005. Enter. And literally, with that kind of ridiculous information, you'll start to get something. You'll find a few little articles that hit or forums that hit on something similar, and you dig into it. We were able to troubleshoot. Caleb has a Jeep. My Mm -hmm. son Caleb has a Jeep, and it was stuttering, and it would stall periodically. And I typed in a great big sentence with all of the, the weird little symptoms And I ended up on a forum, the third thing on my little Google results, the third one down, a forum that literally diagnosed the exact sensor that was the problem. I'm reading somebody describing their problem. It literally matches exactly Caleb's. That's pretty amazing. And we went to the technician because we didn't want to fix that when we saw where it was located too hard for us. But we went to the car mechanic and said, here's what we found. They did a quick check. Yep, you're exactly right. That's the thing. They swapped it out. You can find it. And troubleshoot right away. That will give you some confidence, give you some information, and information is always great. Watch the videos in their entirety. That's the next one. And read, you know, if if it's an article, read the full article. If it's a video, watch the full video. Don't just make assumptions and get ahead of yourself here. Oh, my goodness. I make so many assumptions. That's That's my kryptonite. Yes. I will watch just a few minutes. I think I got it. I will rip something apart. And then I'll realize, oh. I didn't know how to do whatever. How did this next part? And then I'll go, and the guy will literally say as I watch it, now before you rip all of this apart, uh-huh. never ever leave this piece in place, which I left in place because I didn't watch the whole video. Watch the whole video. Don't bail halfway through. Be patient. Yes. When you're working. That's a huge one. I think I run into this maybe a little bit. I'm really impatient when I'm starting a project because of the time constraints of life, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't have time for this project is a reason people don't do things. When you do it, even though you feel that way, now you're rushing and now mistakes are going to start happening. I did that trying to fix that window with the the window regulator. Yeah. I'm trying to disconnect some of the power supplies and you just put a little, you know, straight slot screwdriver in there and use it to slightly pry up these little sure. retainer clips. And then you can just pop it right out. Nope, way too fast, way too much energy and effort, uh-huh. and I broke things. And it's fixable, but it's a pain in the neck. Well, yeah, you made way more work for yourself now because you just were in a rush and I didn't did. do things gently or completely yeah. idiotic. Last one, bring a helper. Yes, having that second set of eyes, second set of hands, right? Exactly, a second brain. I spent forever trying to get my window to go down, and I could not. Once I got the the whole thing apart, I couldn't get the window to just slide down. And nothing could come out of the car, out of the door, until I got this window to slide down. And finally, my son Andrew said, shall I undo the tape holding the window up? Oh, no. Yeah, let's undo that tape. (laughs) And yeah, the window slid right down. That extra helper 
yeah. is great, that extra mind. And they can see things and learn things along the way. That's all the time we've got. We're going to have to wrap this one up. If you want to find it again, you can find it online at RepcoLite.com. Whatever you do today, make sure you have a great one. Make sure paint's a part of it. The RepcoLite stores are all open, waiting to help. I'm Dan Hansen. I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.